Hey, how's everybody doing? And welcome back to 125 Unfiltered, episode 82. I know it's a little late, but I wanted to get an episode out talking about game six of the NBA Finals as the Golden State Warriors are your NBA champions, knocking off Boston 103 to 90 in Boston for game six, winning their fourth title in eight years. Quite an impressive dynasty. We're here to break it all down. Doing a little bit of traveling right now. I'm currently in Chapel Hill. I've had a busy last couple days, obviously, you know, catching up with some people, uh, all the good stuff, but hey. It's 10 p.m. on a Saturday before I go to bed. I got a little time. Let's talk some NBA one last time for the 2022 season. As always, let's hop straight into it. Like I said, Golden State wins game six, 103 to 90. They were down 14 to 2 or 12 to 2 early in that first quarter. Boston threw the first punch, but from the end of the first quarter to the beginning parts of the second quarter, they went on that monster 21 to 0 run. One of the lar- largest runs, I believe, in finals history. And there was no looking back for Golden State. They were up by as much as 22. And even though Boston cut it to 8 early in the fourth quarter, they were not able to get closer than that. They, the Golden State Warriors kept the foot on the gas pedal, did not let up, and they win their fourth title in eight years. Steph Curry, like he always does in this series, he had 34 points, six made three-pointers, seven rebounds, seven assists. He gets the finals MVP, and we're going to talk about where he ranks now as the greatest players of all time. He's certainly gotten much higher on, the, on that list. Clay Thompson did not have his, a great game. He was 5 of 20 from the field, uh, 12 points. Draymond Green had his best game of the series, 12, 12, and 8. Andrew Wiggins, just a phenomenal series, completely changing that narrative of being a number one pick, kind of being lazy, being a potential bust. He had, again, 18 points, made four three-pointers, played phenomenal decent uh, defense on Jason Tatum. Jordan Poole contributed off the bench with 15. Gary Payton obviously played solid minutes, uh, played some solid defense. Kevon Looney, this team was locked in. And these final three games, ever since Steph's monster performance, the rest of the team picked up the slack on both ends of the floors. And Boston currently or just, just had absolutely no answers. On Boston's side, Jalen Brown, he had a pretty good closeout game. 34 points, 7 rebounds, 12 of 23 from the field, above 50% shooting. Pretty good, but obviously the big disappointment, Jason Tatum, only 13.6 of 18 from the field. He was put in a box by Andrew Wiggins all night long. Two points in the second half, looked very conservative, looked very hesitant. And we'll talk a bit about him later as well. Uh, But Jason Tatum just off his game in this series. But this should not diminish the run he had in the playoffs. He won two Game 7s against two really, really great teams and great players in Giannis Antetokounmpo and Jimmy Butler. He can be a number one option on a championship team. He was up 2-1 on the Warriors, but the turnovers for Boston just continued to be the problem. They couldn't solve it. 22 that night. Jason Tatum had five of them. Jalen Brown had five as well. Marcus Smart had three. Al Horford had three. Just careless passing all over the place for Boston and their offensive inefficiencies by... Getting away from ball movement, moving towards a lot of ISO play, and just inability to really just get a consecutive consecutive possessions of scoring. This is why they weren't able to kind of cut this league closer from eight. Uh, and Golden State just took it away. They pretty much stole this series because it looked like Boston was going up three one until Steph's explosion in that game. Because that was a winnable game for Boston. That was a pivotal game for, but now obviously the Golden State Warriors win the NBA championship. That's four rings now for obviously Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala. And let's talk about Steph for a minute because 
Everyone's going to talk, is he the greatest point guard of all time? Is he top 10? Is he this? Is he that? I'm here to say, Steph Curry. Stephen Curry is one of the top 10 best NBA players of all time. And here's why. He finally got the finals MVP to cement his legacy. This was a legacy cementing series and playoff run for Stephen Curry. Steph, the first year, and this was talked about a lot on ESPN and that stuff, but that first year, he he was young, you know? He was a little younger. He was still phenomenal, obviously, but Iguodala won finals MVP. Who I mean, people will debate on whether he deserved it, but he played great defense on LeBron. He won it. The next few years, the ones we remember the most, Kevin Durant years. Kevin Durant won finals MVP. He was the one who picked up the slack when KD, or when Steph and Clay were off. It was KD who was the, who was the main guy, and Steph kind of rode in the backseat a bit to win championships. But this series... Steph was in the driver's seat. He was the guy who needed to take his team to the promised land. And for the first time, he finally did it. And because people had doubts, can he actually perform in the clutch? Can he play well in the fourth quarter? Does he have that gene in him? And by God, he certainly does. Because that 43-point performance in Game 4 completely changed the series. You know, he had a bad Game 5, but he bounces back with a fantastic Game 6. Those three-pointers in the third quarter are just unguardable. You cannot stop this guy. And when relating to him being top 10 of all time, best shooter ever, improved defender, he's really become, he's gone from being a liability defensively, to like needing to be hidden, to he can hold his own. He held his own this series. He was stealing the ball from Jason Tatum. You know, he was getting his hand in there, poking balls out. Two steals, one block. It's pretty good. Steph Curry's an improved defender. He's clearly showed his ability as a point guard. Last two games, he averaged, he had eight and seven assists collectively so that's 15 and I mean that's a point guard right there he moves off the ball so well changed the how the game is played and that is a part of his legacy the three ball is all because of Steph Curry now who we kick off the list is subjective it's all up to you but in my mind Steph Curry is one of the 10 greatest basketball players we've ever seen my appreciation for him has gone up completely because I've had a root again against Steph Curry I've had to say he's not that good but Steph Curry deserves all the respect and he is a surefire top 10 player ever is he the best point guard ever that's a tough one because Charles Barkley talked about it on get up and it was really interesting because he said best small guard because Magic Johnson and I agree with him is in a bit of a different category he was six seven he was bigger you know he was a phenomenal passer I still think Magic is the greatest pure point guard of all time but in terms of scoring point guard and or as if Barkley wants to classify it as small guard yeah, he's better than Isaiah Thomas of all time. 1,000%. You cannot let this dude get open once he uh, crosses half court. He's, a, again, the best shooter on the planet. Absolutely lethal from anywhere on the floor. And the fact that, hey, he finally carried his team. He took this team when they looked like they were the underdogs, when it looked like that they were the worst team, and it looked like they weren't even going to win the series after game one, after game three. This was his team and his run throughout these entire playoffs. So that's my take about Steph Curry. So happy for him that he got his finals MVP. How could someone not be happy for him? He deserves every single bit of credit. I mean, very happy that they won, actually. I was kind of rooting for him because I kind of wanted it for Steph. You know, getting, I'm sure that that one finals MVP was looming over his head a little bit, but now he's got it much deserved. But he's obviously not the only reason the Golden State Warriors won this series. 
he's the main reason for sure. But I just want to talk more about Andrew Wiggins. It's just phenomenal the way he's turned his career around. I said it last time, but I'm just going to recap. First overall pick in Minnesota, he's labeled as overpaid once he got that max extension. Lazy, isn't hungry, doesn't want it. He's just getting meaningless points and stats. Gets traded to Golden State, gets put in a winning culture, and they turned him into a defensive monster. He was in Jason Tatum's head all night long. He was locking him up. He's long, he's strong, he's fast, he's physical. And I was talking about this with a couple of friends, but it's one thing to get clamped by like a Patrick Beverly or a Draymond Green when they're talking and they're just in your head because they're like talking trash or they're saying stuff, trying to like get in your head and play those mind games. That's one thing to get rattled that way. It's another thing for someone to talk or, or for someone to lock you up and say nothing, not talk that trash at all. They're just locking you up. They're just playing defense. They're just playing ball, nothing else with it. That is a whole different ball game because you're just getting clamped. There's no other, there's no excuse to make. You are just getting locked up. And the possession that stood out to me the most, and I'll probably repeat this again when, when talking about Jason Tatum, but Jason Tatum had an open three in the corner in the fourth quarter. And he hesitated for the first time, I felt, on a wide open shot. He hesitated because Andrew Wiggins was coming at him with a closeout. What did he do? Pump faked, rip through, dribble, traveled, turnover. That was the moment when Jason Tatum was done. That's when he showed, and he, again, a lot of fatigue from Tatum, played a lot of minutes, but that showed that Andrew Wiggins was completely in his head and just put him in behind bars. I've never seen a superstar get locked up like that the way Andrew Wiggins did. And not only that, very good offensively. He's the guy who can kind of get the offense out of a rut if they're, go, if they're bad from three-point range for a stretch. He's been he was aggressive the whole series, you know, getting offensive rebounds, and he was the second best player on this team during this run. And now the Warriors are gonna be looking to pay him big money, and he deserves it. And I'm just happy that he was able to turn his narrative around because sometimes all it takes is just to be in a different situation to flourish and show your true potential. And just looking down the line with all these guys like Gary Payton the second guy's been on ten teams, including G League teams. Jordan Poole, late first round pick, he turns into the third splash brother. Clay Thompson overcoming all of those injuries. Draymond Green, people are saying he sucked in these finals, needed to get benched. And he comes out and, and has a phenomenal game on both ends of the floor. This Warriors team has been through a lot. This is arguably their most impressive run. For any of their finals wins, they said how this one hit different. This one felt, it just had a whole different feel to it. I believe was more accomplishing because they weren't viewed as the favorites. They didn't have a Kevin Durant. Obviously the first run, they were, it's the first time, so it's going to feel great, but they earned this. They had to go get it. They weren't given anything and you never are, but they were a lot of doubters of this team and they showed that championship mentality and it came through and they won winning those three games in a row, winning the NBA championship, NBA finals champions, like, there's nothing else to say. They are champions. And this is what they do. And management, ownership, did a fantastic job with them. And, you know, I have to say, it's nice for once rooting for the Warriors. They're a fun team. They got fun players, fun coach, you know, good energy. It's nice to finally be on that side because, boy, in 2019, I hated Golden State. 
Did not want my Raptors to let them close at all. Obviously, thankfully won that. And you know, I have to say this on the podcast because I don't want to say this to someone, but or because I ain't saying anything on Twitter. We know how Twitter is. Can we give Nick Nurse some credit for how he defended Steph? I know they didn't have KD. So that's from four court. I know Clay Thompson got hurt. I know injuries are going to play a role in that. But that box and one, those janky defenses, you know, give Nick Nurse some credit for that. He found a way to, sh- to slow down Steph Curry. So that's, you know, just how to get that out there. Nick Nurse found a way to do it. Ime Doka couldn't. You know, it really shows levels to to my guy, Nick Nurse. But this isn't about the Toronto Raptors, obviously. I just had a, again, it's my podcast. I can say what I want. Um, that's that's kind of my way. I, that this is my place for me to, to say things like that, um, mainly because it's better to sit here than Twitter. But regardless, let's go to the Boston side because this it can't be diminished of how great of a season they had. At one point, they were eleventh in the East. They go on a massive run after the All Star break. Two seed, they take down the defending champs. They beat a very gritty, tough, defensive minded Miami team, and they just fell a little short here. Now, why is that? It's the same problems we talk about turnovers, sloppy passes. It seemed like every possession or every other possession, there was a bad pass. There was some pass that was way off, very inaccurate, you know, completely messing up the whole possession. They were scrambling. So the the bad and, and reckless passes and poor decision-making from your best players just put Boston in a hole immediately once Golden State went on that 21-0 run. Because you don't take care of the ball, you give up easy points and you take away opportunities for yourself to get easy points. It's as simple as that. Their inability to take care of the ball when they talked about it so much in the press, in media, and in, in, in interviews, that was their ultimate demise. No doubt, 1,000%. The turnovers are a large reason, but Jason Tatum is going to get his fair share of criticism and he deserves it. He was horrible. Shot, what, 31% from two-point range in this series that is terrible he got completely locked by Andrew Wiggins never found his flow offensively he didn't have a Tatum-like game which we saw in the Milwaukee series or even in the Miami series where like did he have a good game I don't know if we can say Jason Tatum had a good game in these finals now Jalen Brown went down swinging I know he can like barely dribble and he like turns the ball over a ton too but at least he went out down swinging with 34 points Putting up 13 in an elimination game, getting to 100 turnovers in your playoff run, he certainly got areas of improvement. Thought he could have been a little bit more aggressive. Second half, he's got to, you know, this is a guy who took him to the promised land throughout the entire series, the or the entire playoffs. And in this series, he just didn't do that. And that's okay. And here's the the big problem, I think, with, with misconceptions with guys like this. Jason Tatum, I'm going to compare, compare him to Devin Booker. They can be the number one player on a championship team. They were each two games away. They, they, people always say, oh, he's not that guy. He, they are that guy. But they are both not that guy. We're talking like the Steph Currys, the LeBrons, the KDs, although again, we, we don't want to talk about that Boston series. You know, there are, but that's fine. There are only so many of those guys. People are calling Luka that guy. He hasn't even made an NBA Finals yet. I know it's because of the team around him, but let's not bash Jason Tatum too much saying he's not that guy. Let's let's talk about what he did wrong and how he played poorly, and, and that's room for, him, for improvement for him. But 
Jason Tatum is that guy. He showed it in this run. It's a very impressive thing what he did leading his team to the to the NBA championship or to the NBA finals when people said that him and Jalen Brown shouldn't shouldn't even play together. They can't play together. Oh, they can play together, right? They are very good. They're young. They're athletic. They can get any shot on the floor. It just didn't work out this series. They figured Jason Tatum out when I mean they, the Warriors. And because of all those things and how Tatum played it, he just had a bad series. It happens. You get a habit of Kevin Durant. But it does show that there are levels to superstar players and the best players in the league. That's why I don't call Jokic one of the best players in the league. Because I haven't seen him be that generational player. Like, you know, for me, it's LeBron, it's KD, it's Steph, and it's Giannis. Those are my four guys who can truly just be that single-handed guy to lead someone to a championship. Because that's all we've seen. And you can be a stage below that, but that just shows how great Steph Curry is, how great LeBron is, and Giannis. But it's okay. Jason Tatum is going to bounce back from this. He's still a fantastic player. I still think he's a top 10 player in this league currently. This one series shouldn't knock him from that. But it would be untrue to say that Jason Tatum didn't play a large role in the Celtics' demise. Because in my mind, he was the main reason the Celtics didn't win the series. Your best player doesn't play well, you're not winning the series. But we also have to be honest and realize that there are a lot of other factors outside of Jason Tatum for why they did not win this series. Their defensive coverage on Steph Curry in the first four games, playing drop coverage, giving him a lot of shots, not rebounding the ball well, not taking care of the ball. And, you know, you just got to give credit to the Warriors for doing that stuff better and forcing Boston's, you know, mistakes. So with that being said, that's my analysis of this series. I thought it was a pretty good series. I thought the playoffs overall were fine. You know, not as exciting as some other years, but um, a, a very solid series, a very physical. You know, every both teams left it out there. People were saying that Boston quit. Yeah, it might have looked like they quit when they were down 20, but did it look like they were quitting when they were down 8? Teams don't quit. Players don't quit. Coaches don't quit. I don't think that's a fair way to look at it. Let's break down the game how it is. And the main reason, the thing is, in game six, Steph, you let Steph Curry get loose. You let him get out to a big lead in the first half. You just didn't have enough mustard from your best player to crawl back in it even though you got close. That's really why they lost this game. And that's, you know, that's basketball. It's the way it is, but... I'm sure Boston's going to be back in this situation. Would love to see Tatum back in this role and really, you know, have a revenge tour and and bounce back because I I think he's a great player. Love him as a player. He's got game. But that's going to do it for my recap of the NBA Finals and Game 6. Again, Golden State Warriors, congratulations on an NBA championship. An incredible dynasty. One that this our generation is very lucky to see because it's great basketball. But that's also going to do it for my coverage of this past NBA season. However, the NBA draft is in five days, ladies and gentlemen. I love this draft class. I've watched so much college basketball, and I'm here to break it all down. I've got a first-round mock draft to go over with y'all. We'll talk specific teams, specific players, prospects, best fits. I've got all of that coming to you guys. It is draft week next week. Also going to try to get a couple guests on the podcast. We'll see how that goes. But we'll have to wait until then. 
So thank you so much for listening, and I'll speak to you next time.